0: Welcome to Keepers.
1: We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast.
0: I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an e.
1: And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Let's get ready to talk some fantasy. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> was, it the, was it the weird accent?
0: Yeah, it was the weird accent. Yeah, it
1: was weird. It got weird.
0: Yeah, it did. Within not,
1: three seconds. Yeah, not
0: yeah, immediately weird. Not a fan of that accent. I
1: think it's the Coca-Cola it and without alcohol in it that I'm having right now.
0: Yeah, it's just everything's off. Good cheers. There's, there's no rum in that. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, nice
1: little clank. <laughs> That's what people love to hear is drinking and eating. Uh you know, there's nothing worse actually than you know, I listen to a lot of talk. There's nothing more annoying than someone eating on the air. Like you can tell they're trying to sneak it in. I mm. hate it. It's horrible. That doesn't bother me. It's awful.
0: Watching people
1: just, just stop eat right there. on Zoom <laughs> yeah.
0: is worse, I would say.
1: Watching people Yeah, why would you do that? Who's eating on Zoom? Cuz people
0: eat on like That's weird. Cuz they don't have Zoom etiquette and they're in a meeting and they're eating.
1: We were we were talking about Zoom at, at work today. I was talking with a coworker how if you have your camera off for like a you know, like thirty minutes and you're like you kinda have this oh shit moment of like, has it been on the whole time? Or has have I not been muted? Yeah. And so I was sharing with her all the tools that I have, which is like the webcam cover that you got for all of the computers in the house, and then you know, they were also talking about some kind of closed captioning thing on uh on zoom and she's like is that picking it up even if my mic is off and it can hear me like because it all started because <laughs> some guy at work was ordering a coffee and he wasn't on mute so it's like the big team di- meeting and you just heard like oh, no no milk and then like so it was just um,
0: oh busted
1: yeah and then he yeah. at least he owned up to it it was like yeah. oh hey by the way i sorry i didn't mute my mic i was getting coffee um, hey, welcome to Keepers. This is actually a, a fantasy women's soccer podcast, so not a coffee podcast, not a Zoom podcast, not a Coca-Cola podcast, a podcast about women's soccer. Holly, how are we doing Jared. in our league this year?
0: Uh, I am dominant. You are. And the rest of you are mere shadows of my glory.
1: Yeah, Holly's 8-2, and two, and then I'm tied with Jeannie at 5-5, five and five, and Jason is 2-8. and eight. Got that W against me this week. So, um, I was doing some scouting ahead, and uh, we are exactly at the halfway point. So, we will have the midseason awards later in the show. Um, but I was also looking at who still has a chance. And Jason actually trails you by six games. So, all four teams in our league have a shot. Maybe not mathematically, though, because we play each other so much. It might not be. Can you figure that out literally in the next 10 seconds?
0: No, but I okay. can get back to you with that.
1: All right. Two and eight, eight and two makes me feel like he's still in it. So uh, you and I play this week, so there's a lot at stake. Um, so before we get into some news, thoughts about this week, you know what? No, no, no. Let's do the news.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what we got?
0: You know, I, I'm kind of over the news this week. Really? Yeah. I just I. I like it. My my social commentary is is all worn out. Uh, but I do want to shout out Megan Rapino and Simone Biles for getting the presidential medal of freedom. That's the thing. Um, yeah. Shout out to Rapino for not going to the fucking white house until now. I mean, I think she did for the equal pay day thing, but not for the world cup and yeah. going back for a much better reason in a much better situation. Gotta love that. Um, gotta love planting a stake in the ground like that and then still getting invited to the white house two other times after that for really high profile events. really this one, this is a very important honor and, uh, I think it's awesome both for Megan Rapino and, and all of the, the work that she does, you know, from her kind of global pulpit, uh, around LGBTQ and trans and diversity, um, rights and Simone Biles for, uh, being a survivor and, um, being authentic and highlighting mental health in sports.
1: Yeah. Um, I think impressive. it's about time we give the, the this honor to people that are still in their prime or doing it actively because I noticed that um, Simone Biles beat the record by the youngest person to ever win the medal of honor yeah, by, uh, almost by, 20 years. by an athlete by 18 years. Yeah. She's 25. and it's like the youngest next youngest is Tiger Woods at 43. Right.
0: Well, both so, of them are younger than that. Cause Rapinoe's 30. I know.
1: Can it makes me hope that she got it for, I, I think she was last though. So I don't think she ever was the youngest. Like I was hoping she had it for like a minute and then Biles got it. It's so like, like pass it down <laughs> to one another. But I saw some of the ceremony. It was cool. She had a jacket with the Brittany Griner initials, um, which, you know, uh go check out that news story we're not going to dive into it today I'm sure that people listening to this podcast know all about it but I, I love it even while getting the medal of freedom like still fighting for someone or something like with a, the a message here and there so I like I love that and then Simone mm, Biles like, yeah
0: early preview for the not backing mm-hmm. down award
1: uh possibly all right possibly we'll see um cool what we got next
0: uh you wanted to get into some league news yeah should we just touch on some of the things that are going on at the NWSL level?
1: Well, I was just looking at your news stories that you put in the rundown. Can we talk about this Nair thing? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I want to talk about this now, <laughs> All
0: like, right, go right for now, because
1: you and I were talking about it go earlier this week. Kind of, we were talking about it. Uh, yeah,
0: this is just uh, a charming article that the Athletic published, and it's 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 just about um, Nair's refusal to to uh, play along when everyone's doing goofy team photos and yeah. always keeping her game face on and following the progression of that over the the past international break. And it's it's just, it's cute and it's charming.
1: If you want to have a good read, it. it's called Alyssa Nair brings Just Take the Picture Already energy to USWNT's funny pre-match photos. Um, you and I were talking organically before we even found this article, like earlier in the week when we were watching the national team roll through the CONCACAF. And... Who who was on our short list of always game face or best best in game face? So Nair was definitely tied definitely. with someone. I, I, uh, Do you remember? Sonnet? I don't know. If
0: I was Sonnet. definitely like Sonnet has a face.
1: No, I have to. No, look. No, no, it was O'Hara.
0: It was O'Hara. That's his game oh, face yeah, it's we're O'Hara. talking about. It's so O'Hara, O'Hara and
1: yeah. Nair are like game face. Um, but now that I see these pre-game photos. Like it's, a,
0: it's it, the, the, the tagline on this article was a celebration of one goalkeeper's disinterest in clowning around.
1: Yeah. She's, <laughs> and I just really liked that. She's all business. Yeah. She's really all business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is hilarious. This con- now I'm going through the compilation. I love the last one. It's like Megan Rapinoe, like literally on one knee and then doing the splits with another leg and like Rodman's holding one up and, um, it's your know, people sticking out their tongues. And then it's like I mean, Kelly O'Hare, Goofy Face. So I think Nayer might have the the win now.
0: Yeah, she get, I think she gets the slight edge. She does for game face on and off the pitch.
1: Yeah, and you said league stuff. Oh yeah, let's talk. Um, let's talk NWSL. Yeah. news.
0: News yeah. and we had some big stuff. Shouts out to uh, NWSL for publicly announcing that they're going to consider abortion rights in where they award their expansion league teams. Fucking amazing! Let's use money to leverage for human rights. Love it.
1: So Jessica Berman, the commish, said, I think we have to look at that, meaning, you know, each state's uh, abortion stance, not just from an expansion perspective, but really even our current landscape. And it's one of the things that we're actually currently analyzing, which is looking even at our current markets to see where we have some different, different Wow. Between our values and what we stand behind relative to where we have teams locally, currently, and what are the solutions we can put in place that feel that we feel are comfortable we can commit to and execute on. So, Holly, I get now like, you know, San Francisco wants a team, you know, some other markets do. I think Nashville wants Nashville a team.
0: Nashville wants a team. Austin wants a team. So
1: this is obviously maybe going to affect that. Yeah. But I kind of want to go to the bigger landscape is like the this, you know, Dash and courage and Mm -hmm. and some other markets pride um ironically that team name like i feel like they just have to leave orlando but i mean but uh do you think there's any kind of pressure they can put on teams to leave a market to say hey you know we don't want to expand anymore like let's say we're 14 teams or 12 teams or whatever um but you know. I
0: don't. I don't know if they're at the point where they can put pressure on teams to leave a market. If they do make that choice, it'd be really, really interesting. I mean, maybe it's like, you know, if they want, to, if someone wants to move a team and they've got an offer somewhere that is more um, supportive of of women, LGBTQ, trans rights, then, uh, I mean, I, that's really that's an interesting prospect. I think I think it's probably for existing markets going to be more around. Um, you know, do we need to provide travel benefits to people who live in those states and need services that they need, need medical services that they can't get? How are we going to provide abortion services? How are we going to provide, you know, post miscarriages, DNC services? How are we going to provide fertility services? How are we going to provide contraception and family planning services for, yeah. for people who live in these states?
1: Yeah. And then shout out to Bella Bixby, who was tweeting on this saying, you know, I think someone was saying, you know, keep politics out of sports, blah blah blah. She goes, we cannot keep politics out of sports because the athletes that comprise the leagues you watch for entertainment are having their rights stripped away left and right. And it won't stop with the overturn of Roe. And yet we are asked that we just shut up and don't speak on it. Um she is a really well good, said. Uh, yeah, she's a good thread there. Go check out Bella Bixby's Twitter thread. But mm-hmm. one thing I thought about once again I come back down, come back to this point, which is a league has never formed their entire um, scope of thought around what is happening in the zeitgeist. Yeah, and
0: their values. Culturally. Yeah.
1: It's always, hey, we're the NFL. We've been around for decades. Oh, now we have Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now we want women watching the sport. Yeah, now it's we all want performative. Yes, it's all it's, performative. You know, oh, it's this month. Oh, it's this week. Oh, yeah, it's this it's, week. It's, and it's just, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, performative like yeah, you're you saying. You can't
0: have Breast Cancer Awareness Month and then pay people who are convicted domestic abuse are shit tons of money. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Like the league is rooted in a lot of problems. Like there's plenty of good athletes in that league, but there's plenty of bad ones. And, but there's never been a league, you know, the NBA, I love the NBA and it's been getting better socially, but it wasn't built on anything. I mean, Bill Russell played in Boston and won them nine titles and was like ridiculed racially in the city that was supposed to be fans of him. And this was in the sixties. So, this isn't all and it leaks so the league. It I it, not even the WNBA. Like the WNBA, right. like I feel like is now coming, you know, around. Not saying they they weren't, but, but to your point they When weren't they started in on the late nineties it wasn't
0: and, and it wasn't there. Yeah. It was you know it's social responsibility. Yes. Yeah. And
1: the perfect space is the sale in the last ten years. It's perfect. The whole league is formed on all of these ideals and thoughts and it's just gonna keep growing I think this league is on the press of as blowing up. Like we just read that the league offices are moving to New York. Yeah. From Chicago. And. Uh, and.
0: Implement, implementing like better technology for next oh, year. Oh, yeah, VAR, yeah. including better ref training, perhaps a collective bargaining agreement for their refs. I, this is a big win week for the NWSL. After taking it, you know, on the chin, deservedly so for like a solid year and a half.
1: Yeah, not to, um, oh, yeah. That reminds me because I was looking at our episodes from this season. I was like, what episode are we on? And I re- I forgot that the first name of our episode this year was here's what's effed about what happened. Yeah. So, and to be here after, you know, not even 10 episodes, it just feels good. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm really excited to see this is like the, it's like the truest professional sports league in the States right now and maybe even worldwide. And it's something they should really lean into. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm really excited, and um, it's great. So, uh, any other news?
0: No, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about what we're doing for the international break. Okay,
1: so everyone who's playing fantasy with us right now is obviously in an international break. And if you're playing fantasy for the first year, you're like, "What the f? All these players are gone." And we had like a this miniature version of this last year with the Olympics but this year it's even worse because you've got all these regional tournaments to qualify for the world cup and Olympics. And these players are gone for a right. long stretch. And we so talked about this the rosters bit. are
0: bigger. So more players are gone and more international teams are playing.
1: Yeah. So, and these tournaments are longer. Yeah. Like the euros are really long. Like, and it's, I'm like, Oh, I just need daily to come back. I did not get hurt. <laughs> but so Holly and I were strolling through the redwoods up North when we That's took right. our, uh, we t- we went on a little, uh, Uh, road trip around like the state of California and we were walking and I had a moment. I was like, Holly, how can we reformat and retool what happens during an international break? And you had a nice idea.
0: Yeah. So here's my thought. My thought is to do a a mini fantasy competition. So you, you hold a redraft with all of the players that are still playing for the league and the new ones that are signed for the international break. And so you hold a mini draft, you draft less people and for, you know, that month, this is this doesn't matter if it's like a two-week international break, right? But for if if we're in a month period like we are right now, then then you hold a mini draft and then you play, you know, five on a side instead of seven, one goalie, one D, three offense, and it's sort of like the challenge cup, only not as annoying. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're playing you're playing for uh, you know, for the for the championship in that one month. And it's like a it's like a, you know, a fantasy cup or something.
1: So like every inner, so if you're on an international roster that is playing in one of these tournaments, you are unavailable. Correct. Okay. So even if they l- lose quickly and come back, it doesn't matter. It's doesn't just all matter. about these B level players that are, that you're kind of having this tournament for. Right. Um, and then you
0: do redraft. Everybody's on the table again.
1: Okay. Now what are you open to having like bonus points towards the regular season or is this completely no. separate? No, it's of- completely separate. I should be. It's got to be for cash as well. I yeah, i'm yeah. Another side cash.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you could really make it fun. You could make it like if you win this tournament, you get like an extra draft pick in next year's draft. <laughs> something like if you want. If you're doing a league, feel free to throw a wrinkle yeah, in there. I like that. You know, That's it's creative. Have an incentive. Like we did this in fantasy football a few years ago, where we did mini games within the season, which is something we should think about which is if you had a player on your roster that led the league in touchdowns, so for our league, who led the league in goals, you got cash prizes. So you, our league is a cash league, and we have a payout at the end of the year, but then you have the you could add these mini-games to add if, if you have a team like Jason's who's in the cellar and just horrible, 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> You have something to play for if, let's say, you have somehow your horrible team but have Sophia Smith on your team, which is just not happening, but or someone who's leading the league in assists. Um, and I have all these numbers in front of me, uh, and I can't read them fast enough. So who's leading the league in assists? Ava Boom, Cook. Boom, Ava Cook. Boom, you have Ava Cook, and there's a, there's, a, there's a nice side game. You win some cash. Think about it. But I really like your idea, um, and I think we should implement it. We didn't implement it this year. So we've had some really lean weeks um past couple weeks and I'm sure a few people have Disaster. that that are also playing. Yeah, yeah. there's a few teams in our league that decided I'm going to hang on to these stars and you know maybe lose a few weeks but it's lasting a lot longer than, you know, I think we all I, I just you know I'm a still I'm still new to it, I'll admit. Like and I was like, whoa, these players are going to miss like 5 weeks at the end of the season. That's that's a, a quarter of the year."
0: I knew that. Just the- You did. Yes. You did. Yes.
1: Um, and yet you still traded me Carson Pickett, who's back and scoring goals last week.
0: Well, I thought she'd be gone for five weeks. And I didn't start her.
1: <laughs> so that shows what I know. Um, okay. Like we mentioned, mid-season awards. Last year, we had some fun awards. So we brought them back. All right. All the fans wanted to, to hear these awards again. So we have...
0: Can I get some fan noise around this, please?
1: Like that? Yeah. There's some fans. Thank you. Um... Megan. Here we go. Thanks. Um, So we have most reliable, overachiever, underachiever, best sleeper. Wait, why aren't they playing? Award. Newcomer. Who is this and why are they scoring so many points? Award. They did what? Award. Not backing down. Award. Where did they go? Award. And the fantasy MVP. And this year, we each have a surprise category that we're going to surprise each other with.
0: Heads up. I have two.
1: You have two, yes. of course you do. Of course I do. Holly, what's your favorite movie of all time? Let uh, me here's give you five. Three. Yeah, let me give you maybe seven. So, okay, let me get my notes out. Uh, have or, I have at least four. Or, uh, what, where'd you go there? What what are you, what are you drinking?
0: Straight booze. Straight
1: booze. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, that's that's gonna be on the that's gonna be on the soundboard. What are you drinking? Straight booze. Um, it's a Boulevardier. Oh, I like that. What's yeah. in that?
0: Uh, it's a Negroni with whiskey. So it's it's uh, Campari, bourbon, and uh, Sweet vermouth. Perf. Perf.
1: Okay, Holly, our first award, mid-season award, the most reliable player. Who you got?
0: I got Sophia Smith. Oh! Yeah. Uh, I'm giving her 24 points per game on average, over seven games. That's unbelievably great. Yep. What about you?
1: Fallon Tullis-Joyce. Yeah? Has played in every game this season. It's averaging 13.4 points per week. Best average amongst keepers. You honestly can't ask for anything else in a keeper or any player. Plays every week. Is maybe the best in their position in the entire league. And isn't on an international roster. Win.
0: For the record, I have both of these players. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, you do. Yes. And you saw... Pardon me. Sorry, I need to have a mute button when I... It's literally sitting right here.
0: Now you know what my entire life is like. Particularly... At night. We're getting excessive. This is getting too personal. Excessive throw clearing. This is getting too personal. A lot lot of phlegm that I don't understand. Snoring this
1: week, this one. I was on the couch. Back So, back to the most reliable player, (laughs) PTJ. Um, Is she, she's the best goalkeeper in the league? Yeah. Or does she just play on the best team and it's protecting her? Is she the best goalkeeper? If you're building a squad.
0: I think she's making an an argument to be on the national team. I think she's going to get invited to the next camp.
1: A oh, man. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She's pretty good. Um, I, I
0: think she's she's gonna give the Kingsbury, Nair, and Murph a yeah. run for their money. Yeah, very so, soon.
1: Unlike me, who is switching their goalie every week. Who I mean, Jane Campbell did great last week, but I think I've had more than half the league's goalies on my team. That's probable. Um. Okay. Overachiever midseason award. I have June Endo. Okay. She was undrafted in our draft, probably undrafted everywhere. She's become an every week player. So we're talking about someone who wasn't on anyone's radar, is now an every week starter, hasn't missed a game, 10.3 points per week, and has played 90 minutes in all but three games. And in those three games where she didn't, 74, 89, and 89. Right. So that to me is an overachiever, not even on a radar, undrafted, now plays every game, over 10 points a week, June Indo. I like it. Tough player too.
0: I give the, point, I give the points to PTJ. Because oh. like you said, she is yeah, can, the highest scoring fantasy goalie. She's, yeah. you know, th- 13.4 points per game on average. She also leads the league in saves and clean sheets. So there you go. She
1: does. Mm-hmm. That's a good stat. Yeah. Who do you have now?
0: Oh, uh, special mention for Alex Morgan because she's the the leading goal scorer this year. Yeah. Let's, let's check this out. She's got 11 goals on the year at midseason. Last year, the high for the entire year was 11 goals by Ashley Hatch.
1: I, I'd argue that she's just achieving Alex Morgan's
0: status. <laughs> That's what I would argue. Okay.
1: Now, this next category, I don't want to come off harsh, but hey, we got to critique Holly, underachiever. Rodman. Trinity, you know what? That's a really good one. I wasn't even thinking that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at her points average so far overall, she's, she's doing okay. But... You know, last year she was, at the end of the year, she she led the league in assists. She had seven assists, seven goals. She was in second in shots and second in shots on goal overall. And, and this year she's, you know, midseason, she's only got two goals and one assist. And uh, she's just not putting up the numbers in like the 20s that she was last year regularly for fantasy.
1: What's going on with Washington? Isn't it weird that the, the two Challenge Cup final teams are in... Si- Second to last and last. Yeah. And the team that won the title last year is in 11th place. That's Washington. They're, well, one, Washington they're wa- one five and six.
0: I mean, they did lose like their entire starting line to uh, international play. But even before that, I'm, yeah, before I'm not that. really sure what's going on. With
1: one that. five and six for the defending champs. Yeah. They've only scored 11 goals in 12 games.
0: North Carolina just decided to trade away all their well, actually, that's not even true because they were the Challenge Cup winner, and then they just...
1: Are you switching this to a bashing North Carolina? Out. This is now a bashing Washington show because oh, okay. I right. I'm I am still high on North Carolina because their game this week was canceled because of COVID because of Angel City's COVID issues. And remember I was saying how many games they had in hand? They've played nine games. Okay. okay. They have All eight right. points. Washington's played 12, and they have nine points. So... I don't know what the hell's going on in Washington. They have a minus four goal differential, but what the heck? I I don't, I don't really understand. So maybe it's like the, after you win the title, like they just kind of like, I know that O'Hara hasn't been there for a lot of games. And that's a good back, but that's a backbone of the D. I
0: think also in terms of leadership. Yeah.
1: I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like the hangover
0: from all their drama last year. Like they hung on last year and now they're just like, Oh,
1: Uber talented. They should not be that bad. And Rodman should be a top, five player and i don't think she is right now all right she's definitely who you, who you got for underachiever shea groom um mm. now i wasn't expecting for her to blow blow the roof off but she was drafted in the eighth round this year now that was jason but i still thought her being drafted eighth round, i'm like okay well maybe but i'm i'm a shea groom supporter i support her since the 2020 challenge cup but i she's just not a number two on a team she's not a number two so like you know uh the way i re- you know the Miami Heat. They got the big three, Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. Okay. The big three. They started this whole revolution about or evolution of uh getting just big time players and playing. Okay. Uh, it, it looked like it was gonna be Daly and Groom and like go, you know, and Campbell. There's your four. You know. But Groom, she's I don't I think she's more of a four or, or a five. So Houston struggles, Daly's gone, but She's played every single week this year, and she's gotten single digits seven of 10 weeks. She has no goals, two assists, and four shots on goal in 10 weeks. It's just not enough. Um, And I thought she had, like, that star quality, but I don't know if she does. And um, I root for her every week, but in fantasy, like, she's just not even close to being on a roster. She shouldn't be. No. So, um, but I root for her. I pull for every week. I always pull for that 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 uh triple score by her, which is what one goal, one assist, one card. Um Best Sleeper. Uh okay, here we go. PTJ for me. Likewise. Um see I just said undrafted, see above. We've said everything for Tolas Joyce. We've what, I drafted said, her. Oh, sorry. You did draft her. My bad. Thank In you the very ninth much. round. Yes. Yes. Ninth round. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: right. Because I'm a genius.
1: So did you have her a sleeper as well? Yeah. Okay. I had a, I had a, uh, an honorable mention sleeper. All right. Christine Sinclair. She was a ninth round pick. She's only played in five games this year, but it's averaging 14 points per game. Like you can never count her out. That is a sleeper That's deluxe. A
0: sleeper. She's, ninth
1: round and you're averaging
0: 14 points per game. She's the captain of the gold medal team right now. Like she, not a sleeper. It's a sleeper. No.
1: Why didn't you draft her in the seventh or eighth round?
0: Because she's volatile.
1: There you go. Sleeper. No. You slept on it. No. You did the exact thing. I didn't that sleep on it. did.
0: I no. made a conscious choice to not draft someone's volatile because that's not my winning strategy. She's good.
1: She's good. She's not. She's not volatile. Um, okay. This is the. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weight. Why aren't they playing award? What do you got?
0: I got Beto's.
1: Oh, Michelle Betos. Yeah, I haven't Michelle heard that Betos. name in forever. Wait, What's going on? Playing?
0: Last year, she put up double digits fantasy points on average as a starting goalie for Louisville. Uh, she was second in leaves and saves. Saves overall gets traded. Uh, Where'd she get the, traded to be the backup goalie at in, in at Gotham? Ah, she's only played uh, three games this year. Yep. Did have one clean sheet. Now the starting goalie for Louisville, Lund, has played 11 games. She's playing right now. And only has two clean sheets. So I'm like, wait, why aren't they playing?
1: Currently playing right now. We could have live updates when people listen to this a couple days later. They're like, what's going on in the San Diego-Louisville game from a couple days ago? Uh, She's got a clean sheet going right now. Um... That's a that's a good pick. I actually I, that's a great pick because I completely forgot about her. Like that's just exactly. perfect. Mine, I renamed the award for me. This is the wait, why aren't they playing defense award? <laughs> this has plagued me because I had Megan Klingenberg, which you now have, but she's only played defense in three games. She's only played in six games total. In five games, she was either hurt or on the bench. And I I think. That she's going to go right back to playing mid as soon as all the stars come back for Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to get another defensive game in, and then everyone will be back. So, but I just don't get. She's the backbone of that team and that defense, and then she's just playing mid. Not that they're they're hurt by it, but I I just I'm I was angry as a fantasy owner that she's just not back there getting the clean sheets. I feel you. So, uh, newcomer of the year. I can we just say it in unison. Three, two, one. PTJ. PTJ. That's it.
0: Honorable mention. Ah, to Naomi Gurma. Oh yeah. Even though she's not putting up a ton of fantasy points because of the way that we score our league, I she will next year. Uh, yeah. In in uh, you know, in June I was watching her. I was like the first time I watched a full San Diego game, and I didn't. She wasn't on my radar. I I didn't remember her from the draft. I didn't know who she was really. And I was watching, and I was like, who is this person? She's really good. And then I, you know, looked up her history and and learned about her. And then, like, two weeks later, she gets the national team call up. Yeah. And she's making a really strong uh, case to be the starting center back over Atlanta Cook. I think she should be, honestly. So, that's pretty baller for for first year in the league.
1: She's not going to get it over Cook. They're talking about how Cook leads the team in minutes, which, like, they love her. I mean, she's great.
0: I don't think she's great.
1: I Look at the scores. I don't
0: get it. Like, I don't get why people think she's great. I think she's oh. okay.
1: Got a cook hater. Uh. <laughs> no, but you may, you make a good point with Germa. Like, that's a good that is a great... Now, next year, we're going to implement uh, interceptions for sure. Um, yeah. Which will, and which will possibly booster. clearances. Yes. Yeah. Those are two we want to implement. Yeah. And it looks like FB ref is really doing a good job. Um, next up is the... Who is this? And why are they scoring so many points award? Savannah DeMello... Louisville. Who is this? The last two games. So since the international break for Louisville, she's got 45 points.
0: What the what?
1: She's playing tonight against San Diego. This,
0: did you pick her still up?
1: Scorers. I did not. Um, and she cannot be picked up now this week and she's unstoppable. And it's the key passes shots on goal. Like she's just racking up. She's, she's taking it to him. So, 40, averaging 22 and a half the last two weeks. I mean, that's that's the definition of who is this and why they have so many points. I knew nothing about Savannah DeMello, and now I know some things. What do you got?
0: I got someone we know, but I still feel like she fit in this category. Uh, Nichelle Prince, who I ragged on all of last year for just not being able to convert. Always in the mix. Always looked like she was going to score. Only scored two goals for the year. Already has five goals on the year uh, midseason, and that's fourth in the NWSL. So Three in one game. yeah. Also, honorable mention to Junendo for playing every single game and being a a large unknown unknown quantity prior to this season coming from uh, being a Japanese international and and averaging in double digits.
1: now available in our league. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, super fun to watch. Just
1: dropped her. Yeah. You gonna pick her up? Mm. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Next up, they did what award? What do you got?
0: I'm busy looking at whether or not I should pick up Endo this week. All right, I'll start.
1: Uh, Alex Morgan scores 54 points in week two. Four goals. I'll say that again. Four goals. And this wasn't a double week. Two of them were penalties. Two of them were regular. Not a double week. Holly, we've seen double weeks. 50s. This is a single game week. 54 points. Five shots on goal. Eight shots. One key pass. Two tackles. Four goals. That's a they did what?
0: That's a solid entry. What do you got? I'm giving mine to Huerta for scoring 48 yeah. points on D in one week. Yeah. She did what?
1: Yeah. That made Jason very happy. And he probably still lost. <laughs> so, the not backing down award. <laughs> yeah. Who do you have?
0: I got uh, Hatch and Chrissy Mewis. Oh, in a little the, tie. I got it all the Well, th- th- this was a tag team event. It's okay. Hatch and Mewis in the Columbia Friendly. Um, for oh. being completely in the wrong. And uh, uh, when getting um, stepped to by a Columbia defender, Hatch took two hands and pushed her face completely away and then got yelled at and shoved back. And Christy came right up and got into the Columbia's defensive line's face about it. It was so good. <laughs> completely not not justifiable, but not backing down.
1: That was so good. I love it. I love when team, teammates... Come to the aid of other teammates when it's just like, get off my player. Like, I'll look at the footage later. Yeah. Uh, mine's a tie between Tyler Lucy and Bethany Balser for different reasons.
0: Ooh, I um, like it.
1: Tyler Lucy, she leads the league in fouls committed, 27, tied for first in red cards, one, and leads the league in tackles, one, 23, and plays entire games with her sleeves rolled up. So I think <laughs> the league should allow for sleeveless jerseys. But would it be as badass? It probably wouldn't. It's better when you have to roll them. So maybe not. League, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, next is Bethany Balzer, but for her digital, uh, her digital appearance. Strong,
0: strong showing there. Absolutely. Her
1: last tweet wasn't. It's been since May, and so it makes me wonder if someone on the team spoke up. She goes after the game. I calmly went up to the sideline ref and asked him how he thought the ball crossed the line when I was blocking him from it. He said, "I'm very tall." To which I said, it was still wrong. His response, yes, I might have been wrong, but it's just a goal. <laughs> she goes, just a goal? Um, and then earlier in April, if you go back on our Twitter feed, she was just talking about um, just everything. It was also, sorry, I'm on one this morning, but why on earth does the challenge comp overlap regular season? Like, where's the common sense? Now your reward for making the Challenge Cup final is having to play three games in seven days. Yay. I mean, she went on this whole Challenge Cup rant. She went a uh, rant against NWSL and CBS. Um, I hope someone didn't get in her ear because she hasn't said anything since May 8th. But maybe it's just that they're in season and she does all her tweeting during, uh, you know, the cups that don't mean anything. So I love um, it. No, I love I love it because she comes Speak off so it. unassuming on the field. Yeah she's kind of like silent. She's like silent, but deadly, you know, she's just great out there. She's, she's phenomenal. So, um, and she's a great follow on, on Twitter. For
0: the record, you just compared her to a fart. I'm not sure that's the best. I'm not not sure that's the analogy you were going for. I
1: knew it. You didn't, you almost cracked a smile. I knew when I was saying it. I saw your
0: face when you were saying it. You're like, oh no, (laughs) oh no. She's not a fart.
1: (laughs) She is opposite of a fart.
0: (laughs) What's the opposite of a fart? (laughs) Uh,
1: The inner fart. You ever get like the inner fart?
0: So you're saying that she's the inner fart?
1: No, she's just, she's not a fart. (laughs) So she's just a badass follow on Twitter. Go watch her. All right. Um, I've got an
0: honorable mention for this category. For which one? Uh, the not backing down. Oh, forward. another one. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Ashley Sanchez, uh, stepping to Alex Morgan to score in the fin- semifinal versus Costa Rica. You think it was a stepping? Well, yeah, I mean, because Morgan brought the ball in front of of the goal and didn't quite have a handle on it to take the shot. Um, but I think, you know, somebody else who was like, you know, a newer player and, you know, maybe was a little bit intimidated by someone with Alex Morgan's star power and, and leadership and, and skills would have just you know let her try to take the shot anyway but not Ashley Sanchez she had the better angle and she stepped right up to it and scored so that was pretty impressive
1: all right the where did they go award I got a double go I'll make it quick Megan Rapino only played in five games total 3.6 per game she's just I don't know how much longer she's going to play professionally and it's a world cup year. And so the minutes are being shaved back. Oil reigns really talented. So fantasy wise, it's just not good. She's great to watch and she's a great player, but fantasy is just not cutting it. And then Sam Mewis, like I just don't get how hurt she is. I know she had surgery, you know, but I just, I, I don't, I, there's no updates on her. when she's coming back, I held on to her. I still have her on my IR just waiting for her to come back, but I just don't see it. It's, I don't know. It's, I I don't. I maybe she's not going to play the the World Cup if she's going to be on the team. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on with her. Well, who do you have? Murph. Oh, really, Murph? Yeah. Okay. I mean,
0: like she was injured at the beginning, and then she did play, and now she's gone for the international break. But I just feel like she, you know, she didn't play for very long so far in in the league this year, and also just not racking up that many points because. North Carolina just not being very successful, and so it's just kind of like maybe I'll pick her up. Where'd she go?
1: Because they have so many games in the in hand. Mm. She could go on, on a, like a tear. She could like of all three players we just name right there. She definitely is the top of the three that could do it. Like Rapino could have a week where she scores twenty seven. And then she gets like the next two weeks off. You know, it's that's just like that's how it's going to be. Yeah. If you own repeat on your team, you're just going to be kind of frustrated. Murph, you probably dropped at some point. Yeah. But think about it, they're coming back and they have a lot of games.
0: It's, it's solid strategy.
1: Um, All right. So who you got for fantasy MVP? MVP? Do we? Can we say it on three? One, two, three. Sophia, Sophia Smith. Smith. So twenty four point three points per week. Alex Morgan <laughs> is right on her heels, but Sophia Smith's ceiling and floor is. Perfect. So her lowest score is twelve this year, and her highest is fifty. Morgan, on the other hand, her lowest score is two, which she scored twice, and then she had fifty-four one week. So you want a player? She's already, she's averaging more points than Morgan. Those are definitely the top two players, but she's averaging more than Morgan per week, and and you just and you are guaranteed that you know that bottom line twelve, you know, um, and she leads the league in shots on goal and shots. Yeah. For probably debatably the best team in the league. The best team offensively, for sure. Who uh what you got any Nuggets on Sophia? Or did I steal them all? You got them. You going to trade her? <laughs> okay, uh we're we're always making a silence. confused face. Yeah. Uh what do you have as your surprise entry this year? And that we that I have to answer blind.
0: Uh award for most watchable
1: Oh, good Lord. Who
0: are you falling in love with? Who do you love to watch this year?
1: I'll let you answer why I look at my list.
0: All right. I got two. Um, I love to watch Endo because she's just, she's aggressive. She's fantastic with her ball handling skills. She's all over the field. She never quits. She's so interesting. She blows by people. She takes things away from people. But the person that I'm really falling in love with is Sanchez this year. Ashley Sanchez. I'm just, I'm loving watching her Um Shine on the national team.
1: Um, I think I have to choose someone from Angel City because we've gone to these games, and I and I I'm going to second. I'll say June Indo for sure. I just love watching her play. Man, can I say the whole Angel City team? Like it's just like there's so much, you know. I do we want to just strictly fantasy wise, or just just whatever?
0: Whatever. This is whatever.
1: Um Endo. Right. Yeah, I just love how aggressive and how many minutes she plays, and it doesn't matter. It's just great. Um, okay, Holly. Okay. Um, this was original. No, I had a, a different name, but I changed it. This is the Formiga Award. So Formiga, for people who don't know, played on seven, played in seven World Cups from '95 to '19 for Brazil. And so this is my um, pretty much, you know, my obsession with uh, older athletes. <laughs> so this is my basically still doing it and is like been in the league forever. And is there anywhere to guess? I'm going back to Christine Sinclair Sinclair, here. No question. It was between her and um, I'll I'll think of it in a second. Here's the resume. 39 years old, still at the top of her game and still fantasy starter to be reckoned with every week, 14 points per week. I love her swagger. I love the way she conserves energy on the field. I think she does it better than anyone else. Like it looks like she's hurt. And then puts it into second gear when she needs to um and she's
0: so efficient too she's the queen of like you know a a, like a shot without a settle or like a one touch and then a shot yes
1: yes um i hope she plays till she's 50. but more i (laughs) think i hope she gets to the seven world cups like formiga um i think she's gonna she's definitely gonna get her she played in the three seven eleven fifteen nineteen she's gonna get six I think she's going to play for Canada next. So it's, can she get seven? I really want her to tie that record. And I think she could. So basically it's just me saying how much I love Christine Sinclair. Great. Uh, <laughs> All right. I got,
0: I got one more for yeah. you. Uh, best NWSL mugshot. Mugshot? Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the players, the shot, when we look at the stats on the, on the website. Oh,
1: good God. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll go to the team. I'll go to the the stat leaders and see if anyone sticks out. What do you got?
0: I mean, there's a pretty, there's a pretty obvious one. Someone
1: that's really good. Yeah. Uh, there's some real serious faces. Um, what do you have?
0: This game face might be even better than Nair's. Although Nair is the on and off pitch game face. So. I'm
1: wondering where they got Nadia and Adims because look, like she got like she just was tired.
0: No, best mugshot goes to PTJ.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it. It's like it's super game face.
0: It's like what? And uh, it's, it's phenomenal.
1: I wish people looked meaner. And that
0: is actually her face when she's playing actually, as well. It's
1: actually her face. Yeah. I hope so.
0: No, but like it's the same intensity, the same expression, the same stance, the same attitude.
1: I'm going to look. I'll look at it. You yeah. look up the... I Mine's Rose Lavelle.
0: <sighs> no. That, that No. No. Because... Just know she's
1: caught in between like a smile it's and it's a serious face. All. And she can't. can can I, good. can we talk about that cheeky pass she had this week? Yeah. Holy shit. That's maybe one of the best passes I've seen in a game. Like back kicked it as an assist and who put it in the back? Who, who scored? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, oh, by the way, this tallest choice. Yeah. Primo. It's,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's yeah. nice.
1: Good work. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I forget who finished it off. But if you haven't seen the highlights against uh, Costa Rica, Rose Lavelle, what a pass! At the top of the box, it was amazing. Oh, that was Pew. Oh yeah, what Pugh a great! I love Lavelle's great. Just I just I I she's phenomenal. I feel like there's so many stars in this team, and she's like a young, up and coming star still. But you have all these other young players that are kind of flooding in, and these these players that are still like in their 20s, you know, like Haran and. Lavelle, and it's like, no one's talking about them, but they're awesome. Yeah. And they're they're dictating the game. So um, let's get bold. We'll let Jared take it over here for a sec. It's time to get bold with predictions. Yep. It's time for bold predictions. All right, Holly. I, I like how Holly's keeping track on the rundown now, like how good our bold predictions are. Um, but only recently. So what do you got?
0: Well, last last time I said I would take a zero and still run the deck, uh, which I did.
1: Yes. So you had a zero on your team and one. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Straight up forgot to make a bold prediction. So wait, wait, Holly. What?
1: Okay. I thought I was gonna <laughs> need. I think there's a. Okay. All
0: right. I got. I got nothing. Really? Let's get yours.
1: I have Morgan Weaver scores twenty plus. All right. That's bold. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) I just, you know, they're playing at home. Um, Saturday night, I think. Am I just making that up? Am I making up bold predictions? Um, They do play Saturday night against Gotham in Portland. Yeah. And Gotham's defense has been bleeding. I am dropping uh, Didasco for someone on defense. (laughs) I just don't know who.
0: I don't know who. So. I know who you should pick up, but I'm not going to tell you. Well, we we haven't
1: had this segment in a long time, so should we do it? wire. I mean, I did make some splashes on the. I feel like I had to bring this back real quick. This was not on the rundown, but had to. So this week I dropped Sydney Larue and June Indo and Ebony Salmon, and I picked up Tara McCune. For Washington because they are playing Orlando and we all know Orlando just is like a sieve back there. Um, I picked up Ziara King for O.L. Reign who's been playing a ton more minutes since the internationals are out and I like her chances put up some numbers and Darian Jenkins for Orlando who has been playing up front and with reckless abandon since Sidney LaRue left. She's taking over that position and i really like actually what i've been seeing from orlando since they've made you know larue's this is what happens sometimes when you lose a star when you're kind of a one-star team and i like what they won last week you know it's it's kind of fun and i kind of like to see these teams bring in the like the b squad and just perform and nothing to lose awesome i thought this would happen for i thought this would happen with gotham but as uh, Holly reminded me, in our last episode, she put our last bowl predictions up, and I thought that they would beat Chicago a couple weeks ago and Monahan and Kawasumi and Yokoyama would come through. No, no. They came <laughs> through the next week after. But right now, I'm not predicting anything with Gotham because they're just too hard to predict.
0: All right. Yeah. If we're doing waiver wires, oh, I picked up Kling because I already have defense that's solid, and she was available, and Carolyn is... Somehow wasn't out for the international break, but is now. So I dropped her, picked up Klingenberg, just got an extra player that's going to put up points regardless of whether she plays D or mid.
1: Yeah, the Klingenberg pickup I loved, and I was so angry because I think I was eyeballing her, at least for this week. Um, But I got to make another pickup. Um, And I got my fingers crossed for Tobin Heath. If you have, if she's still available, check it out. It sucks because she's playing in the last game of the week. So you don't know if Tobin Heath is going to get time but keep an eye on that and here's here's what you do if you have a roster spot and you need Tobin Heath to play and she doesn't and you can bench her fine bench her or, or put someone on the bench onto the waiver wire but your backup for that is Elise Bennett because they play Kansas City and also Haley Mace so if you can't get Tobin Heath check out who's on Kansas City and get some points that's my little tip this week. It's the end of the show. Okay. Good luck in fantasy this week, everyone. And we will see you in a couple weeks when Jason's officially eliminated. (laughs) So talk to you later. (laughs) Bye.